here we are in trucker territory, everybody, with Progressive Commercial Insurance. Hey, you got your ears on? Well, this is Dave Nemo. Tim Ridley. And Michael Burns. And we want to welcome you to Got Your Ears On, our series of podcasts uh, designed for you. And uh, thanks to the folks at uh, Progressive Commercial Insurance. You know, we've been talking about a lot of different uh, aspects of trucking because it's well beyond a job. It's well beyond a career, even. It, it really becomes a lifestyle that encompasses that job and that career. We've talked about some of the things that uh, are affecting or will affect the uh, the landscape, the driverless trucks, um, how to become an owner-operator, if you should become an owner-operator. We've even talked through the ELD mandate. Now, when it comes right down to uh, business and, well, not so much just the business, but certainly some one of the aspects about business that's really the most human uh, portion of that, building relationships. And, you know, guys, uh, when it comes to our topic this time, truck stops, the ins and outs, you know, you got your brick and mortar, you got your asphalt and your painted lines, you have your exits from the interstates, but it really comes down to the people at those truck stops. Tim, you and Michael have spent a lot of uh, a lot of uh, hours sitting at that coffee counter, and um I've visited truck stops quite a bit in my career doing all-night broadcasts uh, on the radio. And we're going to kind of get some perspectives on who, what, where, and maybe even whys of truck stops this morning. Tim, uh, you basically um, know what you need at a truck stop uh, probably more than uh, the other two of us here, although Michael, is, as I say, has been out there quite a bit. And I know, Michael, you've got some favorites. Mm-hmm. But, Tim, what are some of the things that today's driver uh, looks for at a truck stop? Well, Dave, today's drivers look for uh, a myriad of things at a truck stop, starting off because the the truck stop is actually an oasis for the driver. It's a home away from home. So one of the things they look for is a friendly atmosphere. Uh, they, they look for that. That is something that is extremely important because they think of the truck stop employees as an extenuation of their family. So it, it is their extended families out there. And as you mentioned with uh, Michael, you know, most drivers have their favorite truck stops that they like to stop at. Another thing is that they look to feel, and I know I did when I was out there, it was very important to to feel welcomed. You know, I wanted to feel like a part of, of that truck stop team and, and felt, felt that uh, felt I wanted to feel that they looked forward to seeing me uh, as well as, as other drivers, too. Uh, another thing, Dave, is that's, that's very, I would say, high priority uh, to truck drivers is they want to feel safe at a truck stop and not you know, be bothered by people banging on their doors or having the concern of safety as they get out of their truck and walk across the lot. So that these are just some of the things that drivers are looking for. Michael, um, things that drivers are looking for have uh, changed quite a bit over the last, heck, even 10 years. They have, and our, our relationship with truck stops and fuel centers and all the different names they have now has changed radically and it's strange because I was there in one of the periods of a metamorphosis uh, as we saw this where we all used to have our own favorite independent truck stop and it may have been because of the breakfast there, it may have been because of a waitress there, it may have been because of you know the way the place looked and, and so forth and what happened was uh, 
trucking companies and trucking uh, leasing companies started negotiating contracts with specific chains and so forth. So that that changed a little bit because you weren't going to stop at this stop because that wasn't part of your fuel network. And we saw that kind of a change, but there was a time when it was a matter of favoritism. They were almost a tourist attraction, and I'm not going to go back to the old bunkhouse days, but <laughs> that's way before my time. But uh, the uh, the truck stops uh, were kind of unique and kind of, you know, the whole phrase of lions and tigers and bears, oh my, they would put things in their truck stops to say, well, have you been there because... You know, they have a collection of vintage motorcycles or they have a collection of vintage guns and they would actually bring things in to be a tourist attraction. And there were many, many places that uh, were famous for maybe their tiger, (laughs) you know, and uh, it it was it was fun because uh, those places were very different. As time went on, they became a little more homogenous. Uh, as the bigger chain started swallowing up some of the independents, uh, they uh, took on a a different kind of thing because people basically changed from wanting to have an individual adventure to uh, what I call the McDonald's theory, which is, you know, no matter where I go, it's going to have this and this and this. And I know the food's going to taste this way, and I know the coffee's going to taste this way, and that kind of predictability became part of the truck stop world too, travel centers. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. Um, long gone are the days of the um, original places where trucks stopped. They weren't truck stops. Mm. They were roadhouses. Yeah, they were. And there's a, a, a great movie starring Humphrey Bogart and George Raft called They Drive By Night. It was made <laughs> back in the uh, late 30s, early 40s. And uh, to be a truck driver, you had to be uh, everything. You had to be a mechanic. Mm-hmm. You you had to be you 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 took care of it all out there on the road as you went. And the only place to stop to get a bite to eat or a cup of coffee were roadhouses where they sold alcohol. Right. Uh, they were actually bar rest bars restaurants. You know. And the ubiquitous pinball machine would always be in the corner. <laughs> always there. And uh, there's a great scene in the um, in the movie where Humphrey Bogart and uh, George Raff, they were brothers who started their own trucking company. Mm-hmm. And uh, they went into the roadhouse. And everybody knows everybody. Again, Tim, to your point, uh, it was really a family affair back in those days. It was a small world. But there was no real cross-country trucking at that time. Right. Because there weren't any roads that essentially, I mean, for all intents and purposes, we didn't start going cross-country until we got the interstate system going. And cup holders. And man couple. (laughs) (laughs) But um, there was always a guy playing. It was the same guy. He was always playing the pinball. You went, is this guy ever drive? You know? (laughs) And uh, it was just part and parcel of the whole thing. Um, And then when the interstates came along, well, then the truck stop as a place for truckers to stop Mm -hmm. uh, came along. But, you know, I was just thinking back to some of my early days. You know, uh, on, on truck and radio going back to the very early 1970s. We had a, 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 a an advertiser at that time called the Mass 10 Truck Stop mm-hmm. up in Auburn, Massachusetts. And Charlie Douglas, the late, great Charlie Douglas, dubbed it the dump because <laughs> it was. Mm-hmm. 
It was a truck stop that had no gasoline pumps. Mm -hmm. It was a truck stop that had the bunkhouse. Mm -hmm. It was a truck stop where the owner would take drivers out fishing on the weekends at a local lake. It had that 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 old world charm, if you will, right? Uh, in in terms of of what it was, but it was affectionately called the dump. They did so much business, thanks to Charlie Douglas, that it was written up in Time Magazine mm-hmm. at the time, and it. I think it probably Tim was the last vestige of that that original concept of okay, if you want a truck stop, we want truckers and trucks. Period. End of story. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, uh, that model uh, kind of metamorphosized into the travel center type idea. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, the facilities were so different then, too, because generally you were parking your truck in the remnants of a packed down gravel parking lot. Uh, generally, full and, eh, we didn't have the speeding problem in truck stops then because they would tear your front axle off your truck uh, if you tried that, <laughs> and, and yeah, not to was, mention the pot, the deep potholes too. There's yeah. no truck stop 500 in those right, days, right? Yeah. Right. And of course, now uh, you know the drivers' expectations are much higher. The drivers expect you know paved parking lots, and they pay, pave this and and facilities and and you know, outboard or uh, onboard generators. Uh, and if they don't, uh, then they they hope to hook up to a power source. Uh, they're in the in the truck stop and so forth. So the facilities have become so much more costly, and you can actually plot out what it costs to to park a, a nine foot wide, seventy five foot long piece of uh, asphalt that a driver can safely move onto, and over a period of time, that cost gets really expensive. And, uh, you know, the asphalt can't just be the same kind of asphalt you put in your driveway. It's got to be fit for trucks, and it has to be. And so all of this stuff adds to the cost of keeping the facility up. And then, of course, we expect more as drivers now once we step inside than we're used to. We expect clean showers. We expect to, well, some people have ruined us, okay? There are people in this industry that, have gotten us used to white marble showers and so forth. <laughs> yeah, and you come to expect that at every stop. And and both of you, Dave and Michael, both of you brought up some good points in terms of the uh, gravel versus the asphalt now, whereas it, the gravel was a, that was what you were accustomed to. Uh, you didn't look for anything else, and this was yesteryear. And even some of the lots were even dirt lots, you know, and mm-hmm. if, uh, if it rained, you, you, you were susceptible to getting stuck in the mud and having to be pulled out but that was that was all you knew, and uh, and the point I'm I'm getting to is that I got to the point myself where I judged truck stops in terms of the parking lots. You know, I wanted nice asphalt and 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 very minimal potholes, if any. And I think that's what uh, you know that transition is what uh, drivers became known to look for for the most part, anyway. Not you know not every driver, but Michael, you were mentioning about the the marble showers and so forth. Our expectations are higher now. In the past, Dave, no one even thought about it. as far as a truck driver. Uh, and I'll use for example when my dad drove. Uh, I don't think they thought about an exercise room. 
I don't think they even thought about a movie room, a theater in the in the truck stops. But now you look for comfortable theaters. You look for, in some cases, uh, a lot of drivers, as as with myself too, when I was out there, looked for an exercise room. Even in my case, more so than the than the game room. And if they did have a game room, you wanted a, a nice selection of games and and uh, very clean. So these and, and the TV room. Think about how many drivers. Uh, you know, spend their time. Uh, a lot of drivers don't have a TV in the truck, and then some who do have a television in the truck, they just like the camaraderie and the fellowship of being with other drivers in the TV room, you know, watching a movie or watching a TV show together or watching the news or, or what have you. So these are some of the things that, that drivers uh, have, uh, have come to expect now, even walking trails and, and uh, truck stops, I think, uh, now have jumped on board, you know, for, for most of the truck stops have jumped on board to take on these things in terms of getting, putting these things into play, into motion, uh, because truck driver health is very important now, you know, more so than it used to be, rightfully so. So truck drivers are keeping up with that trend, or truck stops, rather, are keeping up with that trend. And those trends will continue to change. They will continue to uh, vary from one thing to another. And uh, and, and kind of move through to what's current in the overall society. And I think that um, plays a lot to the fact that the truck stops have expanded. And this may sound a little counterintuitive, but I think a lot of those types of improvements have basically played, uh, have become possible. Um, and the catalyst might be the fact that they've gone from truck stops to travel centers so that... Right. Um, they they want folks to um, get a bigger picture of what to, the image of trucking I think is portrayed in in a great uh, in in a great many ways by the facilities and the amenities that a truck stop has if that makes any sense. Yeah, sure, sure, it, it certainly does, and I and I uh, think you, you're absolutely on point with that. And you know where the truck stops are turned, and they are travel centers now, and they offer more. You know, uh, uh, and speaking of which, Dave, it, as far as and Michael can attest to this too, I'm pretty sure. But you, you come to you come to look for truck stops with a nice. Uh, store inside, whether it's, it's, you know, chrome or accessories or stainless steel you're looking for, or perhaps clothing or, or even toys or things that you can take home back home to your kids, grandkids and family. You know, the little penguins that you put on the little uh, track and it's like a little roller coaster and they go up and down and swirl around the little track. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Right. Got one at a truck stop. First truck stop <laughs> I ever went to. Did a remote broadcast and had to bring that home. Well, you know, and that's what both of you have touched on part of the problem because, okay, let's design the perfect truck stop. Let's go ask this truck driver that now works for Dave Nemo, Mr. Tim Ridley, what do you want in a truck stop? And, of course, he says things like clean showers and, and exercise rooms and this and that and the other thing. Then you go to another truck driver who now works for Dave Nemo and go, what do you want? I was like, don't waste any space on an exercise room. And please let's put some audio in there that counts. And, let's, and every driver you go to is going to have a different answer. And I don't know, you know, if we ran into it recently uh, with, with one of our sponsors, who's a large truck stop. And they mentioned, you know, that the, uh, there was a, a kind of an argument or a dissent over reserve parking, and we learned it came from the driver's board. It was a dis, it was a suggestion 
that came from their driver's advisory board. So, uh, you know, what one driver loves in a truck stop, some other driver's going to hate. <laughs> and and it's, it's like that old joke that we used to have. If you want to start a conversation on CB, you know, all you got to do is ask what one driver what time it is. Because <laughs> you'll be getting yeah. five different answers to that, yeah. Right, and every every answer is right according yeah, to the driver. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things that uh, trucking or truck stops have been known for um, are telephones and food. And at one time, the truck stops ranked a very close second to airports in terms of how many cell phones, not cell phones. Well, listen to me now. Uh, uh, pay phones that they had. We forgot oh, how to pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, airports had more pay phones than any place else, and truck stops were right under them mm -hmm. in terms of the amount of pay phones they had. And then, um, late 80s, early 90s, you had to have um, plug-ins. I forgot what they're even called now to uh, telephone jacks. Charging to plug your um, to modems in. Oh, so okay, you yeah. You could get yeah. to, right. you know, to get online. <laughs> And all of that has changed a bit. Ron Ziegler, um, most folks, if you remember uh, President Nixon, he was President Nixon's press secretary. And Ron Ziegler then became the president of NATSO, the National Association of Truck Stop Operators. In 1986, he said, truck stops were surpassed only by fast food chains as, chains as the largest feeders of the United States. Mm -hmm. By the late 1980s, more people were eating at truck stops or, or only second to fast food joints. And he's not just talking about truckers. He's talking about everybody wanting to go down to the local truck stop. Mm -hmm. I have been to places in the country. You guys have too. You go to a truck stop out in the middle of Kansas on a Sunday afternoon after church. All the locals come to the truck stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For Sunday dinner. For yeah. Sunday dinner, yeah. For me, so, it was steak and eggs. There was no other place to get steak and <laughs> exactly, eggs. Exactly. The only exactly. place it was ever done right. Yeah, know? yeah. Fast service mm -hmm. and friendly service. And uh, it, it be, so they, they kind of, in some areas, they serve as a community center in a, in a sense, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to just being for the uh, travelers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They they certainly do. So you, in the, for truck stops, they they have to be versatile because you know you want to uh, cater to the truck drivers, the professional drivers, and also for those who you know are bringing their families there as well, and even travelers. You know, you mentioned the small towns, uh, in which you know you, you're right. Myself as well as Michael too have seen this, where where uh, you would see a whole family there eating eating dinner, you know, Sunday dinner, and then you have the old timers you know the guys who are retired in the in the area and and they'll meet up at the truck stops and then you have the travelers as i as i was uh mentioning that uh prefer to stop at the truck stops because a lot of times not only truck drivers but regular you know travelers look at a truck stop as a one stop shopping place or a shopping center they can stop get fuel go to the bathroom uh go get a bite to eat you know whether it's sit, sit down restaurant type style eating or perhaps fast food and then 
fill up the coffee thermos and get back out to the car. You know, maybe grab a few snacks. So you you can get everything pretty much that you need uh, in traveling. And I know I still, and I know it's a habit because I drove, but I still prefer when we're traveling to stop at truck stops. And that's what we do. We we stop at truck stops uh, to fuel and to uh, get things that we need. Well, and in spite of what people say, and in spite of some of the other subjects that we've, discussions that we've had rather uh there is an affinity out there between the four-wheelers traveling and truck drivers and they kind of want to get a glimpse of what's going on inside that world i think if you put two places together one of them was a small gas station and the other one was a typical combination diesel gasoline travel center you know big shop uh I think the the public is 90% of them are always going to go to the travel center because it's a little vicarious thrill there, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that you you make a good point there. You sure do. You know, um, I mentioned a little bit earlier that before the interstate highway system, uh, there were no truck stops. Per se, I mean, there may have been some here, but Mm -hmm. essentially truckers just had to stop at the cafes along the highway. A lot of them were so-called roadhouses, and they were basically bars and restaurants, so they had alcohol served there and whatnot. Um, I did a little research, and um, going back to Natso again, the first truck stop on the interstate was built in 1956. Well, it became the interstate now, I-75, but it was built in 1956 right after President Eisenhower signed uh, what's been known as the Interstate Act, but it was called the Federal Aid Highway Act of 1956. That is on paper the birth of the interstate system, and it was called Trucker's City. That's in Wapakoneta, Ohio, and I wonder if either one of you guys have been to the TA in Wapakoneta. I have so I have times. too, yeah. yeah. Well, that was the first truck stop on the interstate highway system. And I didn't know this, but there was a Miss I-75 beauty contest. And it ran all the way from Florida all the way up. And uh, it was held every year at that truck stop. They haven't done that in many years now. Um, but isn't that something else? Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. how times have changed. How times have changed. <laughs> Absolutely. Boy, that's for sure. That is for sure. Originally, most of the truck stops, as, as we call them now, were a product of uh, oil companies' mm-hmm. desires mm-hmm. to expand and so forth. Philip 66 was very, very big in that. There were a lot of other oil companies involved. And they finally realized that it was so far out of their venue that it was not a gas station, that it was not about fuel, and that they they pretty much got out of it as, as uh, the oil companies just finally just uh, let go of, of trying to run, operate truck stops and uh, left it alone, turned it over to the hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. You know, uh, two guys, um, to kind of get off the uh, truck stop parking lot and getting out back onto the highway, uh, the trucking industry has been at the forefront of opposing tolling of existing roads. And uh, that has uh, come back uh, time and time again. It's really current right now in the thinking of the current administration. 
And the truck stop industry is also linked arm in arm with the trucking industry in, in opposing tolls. And uh, so they are using uh, the clout they have to uh, forestall that, which is a real good thing. And I think it just shows goes to show how um, how friendly the truck stop slash travel plaza industry is to the trucking industry itself. Yeah, yeah, very, very much so. And and you know what we I we need to do a podcast on tolling. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah, don't get me started. Let's, let's get that one out there. Don't get me started. That would be a good one. <laughs> We're doing our podcast here, of course, on uh, Trucker Territory. It's called "Got Your Ears On," and uh, this is number five in our series. And I hope uh, you uh, are enjoying them. We certainly enjoy being able to uh, visit with you here uh, in Trucker Territory with Progressive Commercial. Insurance. You know, uh, Michael, you mentioned something a little bit earlier about the stuff that you can get at truck stops and, mm-hmm. and you know, the things you can buy. I did back, and I keep going back to my, my radio days uh, while I'm still on in radio, but the all night radio uh, on the AM stations, you know, um, back in the um, mid 80s when I started traveling to the truck stops and doing broadcasts, it didn't take me long to figure something out. And that is, Every truck stop uh, store mm-hmm. had tooth. You could always count on two things in those glass display cases. One of them would be a, a in, in in many cases a fabulous collection of knives, mm-hmm. and the other was a fairly nice collection of harmonicas. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I thought, yeah. okay. What's more, what what better thing to carry? If you want to place a musical instrument, what better thing to have than a harmonica in a Absolutely. truck? And it didn't take me long to figure out that a harmonica on the telephone was basically, it sounded pretty good because of the, 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 uh, the audio range of a harmonica. Very narrow frequency very range. Very narrow, yeah. and it yeah. kind of just matches right up with that sure does. tinny phone sound. And <laughs> together, you try to play a guitar over the phone, it sounds horrible. Horrible. But a harmonica actually sounds pretty good. And we used to have what we'd call the, uh, the, uh, the old road gang harmonica festivals. And every once in a while, I'd call, I'd ask drivers to call in and play a tune. I remember. And they would be at a phone booth someplace out in the middle of nowhere. They'd prop that phone up and play that harmonica at 2 o'clock in the morning. And it was all basically inspired by seeing those doggone harmonicas at all those truck stops. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was a common thread. But it kind of circles back to that common thread that you guys were talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was so much better uh, to to have that, and of course, you know, Bob Dylan came up with the hands free version of it. <laughs> <laughs> you playing that harmonica while you're driving, son? Yes, sir. But it's a hands free harmonica. <laughs> Makes you a know, difference, Tim. Uh, you know, I, I wanted you to speak ab- about this a little bit too, because you're talking about some of the amenities and some of the things that you find at truck stops now. TV rooms. Some of them been around for a long time. Don't get me wrong. TV rooms, and and now the exercise uh, facilities, which are relatively new. But there's something else out there that is a real cornerstone, I I think, for the trucking industry, and those are the uh, chapels. Sometimes they're uh, chapels and trailers on the lot, such as Truck Stop Ministries. Others will have services uh, in the TV room sometimes on a Sunday morning. 
And uh, that that's a real a, a real valuable thread that we see around the nation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Been a great attempt, you know, at, at on several occasions, and and I know it's starting up again to uh, provide medical contact mm-hmm. for the drivers in that facility because uh, you obviously can't take a truck and park it near your doctor's parking lot, and uh, so there have been several outreach programs uh, like chapels and so forth and medical facilities to to reach the drivers there and, and do well. And uh, I think it's going to continue, I think, uh, someday in the future, perhaps the truck stop of the future is going to look like a strip mall. Mm, interesting, yeah. And we've yeah. seen a couple of those uh, experiments. There's one in Arizona where there's a beauty salon and a barbershop and uh, something else and then a, a therapist <laughs> and a dentist all, all in you know one facility. And, uh, Did you see a therapist before or after the dentist? That's I, the question. I would yeah. have to go immediately from the dentist to the therapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would too. <laughs> and those things are are extremely important because you know to the chapel, uh, all of it. But we'll we'll, we'll start with the chapel. Uh, drivers have you know truck drivers have same the same needs as we do, but we're home where we can go and talk to uh, our priest or our our clergyman uh, clergyman or clergy woman. Uh, for that matter, uh, we can we can talk to our pastor. But when you're you know miles and miles away from home and you're having some issues, uh, things that you're trying to deal with and cope with, you know that's a wonderful site to pull up on a parking lot, truck stop parking lot, and knowing that there is a uh, truck stop ministries chapel there, a transport for Christ chapel, and there is a a, a friendly chaplain that's willing to, to you know ready to talk to you and to counsel you or to pray with you whatever those needs are and then as far as the doctor's offices are concerned you know you can't like michael said you can't just drive your rig up to a a doctor's office and and in in most cases and so having that you know again going back to the one-stop shop where you can get everything that you need whether it's is physical, mental, or or you know something for your truck mechanical. So that's that's all of those things go into play in terms of a place to stop at or choosing a place to stop at. You know when we call trucking uh, and we call it like it is, trucking is a lifestyle, and if anything can uh, enhance the lifestyle out there, it's got to be the truck stops, the travel plazas, the service plazas where people meet. And uh, and greet one another where people uh, stop for food, for medical care, for spiritual care, for a shower, uh, and uh, and for a harmonica. Uh, they are extremely important, and for rest too, for that matter. Truck stops, the ins and outs. Well, guys, uh, that's going to kind of burn up all of our time here uh, in trucker territory this go around. But uh, we'll get together for another. Uh, got your ears on podcast thanks to the folks at progressive commercial insurance 